talking about COVID. COVID. To be specific, COVID-19. That name gets further and further away from China as opposed to calling it the Chinese virus. Comes Lou, the Chinese virus. Comes Lou, the, the, the Chinese virus. Don't you understand, you dumb son of a bitch? Calling it Comes Lou, the, the, the Chinese virus. Testing is a double-edged sword. They test and they test. People don't know what's going on. We got this. They got this. You do testing. You're going to find more cases. So I said to my people, people slow the testing down. You know what? following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthling. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. <laughs> I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all to another exciting episode right here live inside my skull. That's right, the jackal's head is back on psn-radio.com on this very, very exciting evening. It is September 6, 2020, and folks, so far, so good. No riots, no hurricanes, no thunderstorms, not even a tornado has knocked me down yet. Hope everybody's safe and sound and COVID Kung Fu free or Kung Flu free and uh, away from any troubles from the acronyms known as BLM as we uh, all head towards a a very rapid future. November 3rd is uh, right around the corner. It's been a busy week. We've had a lot of things happening this week. And uh, hopefully you guys have been uh, keeping up with uh, the Joneses on TV, or should I say the Pelosi's, the Trump's, and the usual misfits that uh, make their ways through the airwaves and cause all kinds of headaches for the rest of us. Uh, This week has been a, a hilarious piece of entertainment, if I shall say the least. But first, let me announce who's going to be on the show on the second hour. I'm very excited, actually, to welcome this gentleman to Inside the Jackal's Head. He is uh, somebody who's uh, really uh, known to a lot of folks uh, that listen to podcasts. He's been around for a little bit now, and uh, he'll get more into depth uh, you know, on his personal side of things, uh, but he's a, a great, great uh, radio host himself, uh, Brian M. Bowden. Uh, he's a uh, a seeker of enlightenment 
and a master of all, as he puts it. He's also an author, and uh, he's going to join me on the second hour. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to catch up with him. He was on Skywatchers Radio once before, but I wasn't on the uh, episode he was on, unfortunately enough. And uh, I really am excited to uh, bring him on the show. Uh, so it's, uh, let me see, about uh, almost, uh, yep, yeah, 45 minutes, 50 minutes before we have him on. We have a lot to catch up on uh, this week. I uh, mentioned Nancy Pelosi because, man, she really put her head into this one this week. And she might have just handed San Francisco and maybe California, or as the old governor Schwarzenegger used to say, California, to the Trump campaign. Now, if you guys have not been following this story, it is so funny. It seems that while she says that nobody's above the law, including the president, remember? Her words, we now know that nasty Nancy Pelosi thinks of herself as being above the law. I'm above the law. I am above the law. I am the law. Little short No, that's a little uh, Stallone for you, sorry. Little sly. That's from his uh, Judge Dredd movie. I saw a video with uh, Sly recently. He's not looking too healthy. He's, he's aging, finally. I mean, I never thought I would see it happen, but Sylvester Sloan is getting old. But uh, speaking of old, and um, a lot more decrepit, uh, back to Nancy Pelosi here. So uh, we're going to talk about her, and uh, there's a uh, lot to talk about, man, let me tell you. Uh, there's uh, that, there's a couple other stories I want to get to. Uh, protest in Rochester. I mean, uh, you know, that's, uh, look, guys, uh, New York may uh, used to be the big city of dreams, but those dreams are becoming a nightmare. These are no longer good dreams, okay? And I'm going to get to uh, that story in a second. The shooter who killed a Donald Trump supporter uh, has a video he put out, and he uh, spoke uh, a little bit to uh, some uh, media outlets. One in particular called Vibe, which they scored a big interview with him. And of course, like all these losers on the left like to do, they blame somebody else. Just like Nancy. We'll get to that. She blamed somebody else. But anyway, so uh, this dude who shot a Trump supporter made some scandalous, scandalous allegations, which, by the way, maybe he wasn't aware that there was footage of the shooting, and he spoke a little too soon, even though it doesn't matter now, but but the footage doesn't line up to what he said, but I'm going to play a clip on that in a minute, and uh, let's see, that's, uh, that's about it for the week, we're going to uh, play a couple of clips, uh, and uh, if you guys want to follow along with some of these stories, please do so at angelespino.com, that's the main website, again, that's angelespino.com, 
And, uh, of course, you're listening to me live right now on psn-radio.com. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we have also uh, streaming us live on the SoFlo Radio Network, soflowradio.com, and Global Enlightenment Radio Network. Jern, as I like to call him, Jern. You know, they're one letter away from being called the germ. I'm just saying, if they have a music station, Global Enlightenment Radio Music, the germ, infecting your brain every night and day. By the way, uh, Odin, if you use that shit, I'm suing. Or I want to cut. That's all I'm saying. Shoutouts to uh, the... uh, Folks uh, listening in on the other networks. And, uh, of course, uh, PSN is our main hub. But if you guys want to get the podcast for this, it's very simple. Once the show is uh, done infinito, you can go to uh, Angel Espino. That's, again, A-N-G-E-L-E-S-P-I-N-O dot com, all one word. And uh, download the podcast for free. It's also on, by the way, on Spotify, and we're on iHeartMedia, so you can look us up on Inside the Jackal's Head on either one of those two platforms. We'll be right on there. And please like us, like me, like the network. PSN is also on those two, by the way. You can look up PSN Radio on iHeart and Spotify. Uh, So, you know, give it a like. Help us out with the subscription. That that always helps, you know. It brings up the show on the search. Well, people do a search for, like, uh, radio or talk show or conspiracies or whatever they're, they're looking for. It'll show right up. So please subscribe, like, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, I got some personal news I'm going to get to in a second here. Uh, let's see, big stuff coming up for myself, in fact, I am prepping my new studio as I speak, so it, uh, probably be sometime either next week, maybe next week, or this weekend coming up, perhaps, uh, where I'm going to start my video podcast on, uh, YouTube, it'll be, uh, youtube.com forward slash Angel Espino, see? Simple, right? Keep it nice and sweet. So you go right there and uh, you'll be able to check out my show. And uh, it took a while to get that kind of branding, by the way, because as you know, YouTube really changes things. I mean, they're always constantly uh, you know, doing something different and uh, changing the terms of service and canceling people out, all kinds of stuff. But I, I had this channel for a long time, and uh, it had a pretty good amount of uh, subscribers, and I, I started uh, thinking, well, I'm going to start doing a, a video show on YouTube Live. Do I want to call it Inside the Jackal's Head, or do I want to get a little bit more personal, and I decided to do this a little bit more personal, and uh, well, let's see how it flows and how it goes. It uh, should be an interesting uh, thing. I'm going to start podcasting there again from the uh, new studio as soon as it's built. It'll be about an hour video cast on YouTube and uh, maybe longer, depending. It won't be on Sundays. It'll probably be maybe Saturday nights. Saturday night. 
Um, probably 10 to midnight, maybe 10 to 1, maybe 10 to 11. You know, I haven't figured out yet how long it's going to be, but I don't think more than an hour really is, you know, enough for maybe an hour is enough. I don't know. I, well, well, I'll figure it out. But uh, it's going to be uh, fun. The Skywatchers Radio will be back soon also. Alan is uh, getting his uh, mitts ready and warm to bring uh, that show back. And that's uh, going to be a lot of fun when we, we have that back on the air here with uh, the network uh, growing. And also want to give a shout-out to a show, speaking of growing, who was uh, debuted tonight, right before my show, Around the Campfire with Kate. Is that eight? 8 p.m. Eastern, every Sunday night, now on the network. And uh, that was right before the uh, show we had, actually, uh, right before mine was actually Mac Maloney, but it was Kate, then Mac, and then me. Mac and me. Hmm. Get that Kate, Mac, and me. Sounds kind of weird. But uh, debuted uh, a couple hours ago, and congrats. Thirst did a fantastic job, and uh, she's going to be on every uh Sundays at 8 p.m. So, uh, you know, if you guys uh, are, are, that are longtime listeners, you want to come in a little bit earlier, you catch really great radio for the uh, first couple hours also, and, uh, and you'll be enlightened to a lot of different things. Uh, she's got a, a very rich history in, in the military background, so there's a lot of tactical stuff you could learn, considering... Where we are right now in the world. We're in a dangerous place, folks. The Kung Flu is coming for you. The China virus, as uh, the POTUS 45 likes to call it, is doing damage. No, it's funny because I suffer from lupus, uh, personal uh, health issues here. I'm going to put it on the line. And uh, I, I have lupus issues. I have a thyroid issue. And uh, a couple other things that I'm dealing with, broken back, that's no, that's not fun. And uh, herniated disc, that's not fun either. Uh, but with all the stuff that I'm dealing with, uh, so far, so good. I've been able to stay Kung Flu free. I uh, can't say that for some of my family me- uh, members. Unfortunately, they're not doing too well with the COVID. Uh, luckily, my dad is getting over it, and he's doing a lot better. So the old man will be uh, possibly uh, COVID free. Uh, very soon, he's uh, he seems to like really have taken it easy. Which, uh, for the most part, I mean, I've had 13 people that I know come down with this thing, and for the most part, I can joke around because it hasn't really hit home as hard as it said other people, I'm sure. Uh, but I've had really no uh, ill will myself, uh, or no ill play myself on myself. Wait, that's not what I wanted to say. Hold on, let me read the script here like Joe Biden does. No, um, no, uh, it's not anything that's attacked me personally. And I would think in times like these, uh, something like a, a spread of a virus, I'd probably be the first one to bite the bullet, right? I mean, I, I, I've always said that if a zombie outbreak ever happened or any kind of like, you know, uh, life life and death uh, extinction event ever happened, that I would probably be the first to go. Or at least within the top five. I, I want to say that. Maybe top ten. Uh, maybe. But I always said that I wanted to be the dude 
broadcasting at the very end, like in uh, that movie, The Day After Tomorrow. I think it's uh, the one with Woody Harrelson. He's like broadcasting as the world's going to shits. Maybe it's the wrong movie, I don't know. But he's in an RV and he's broadcasting at the very end. I want to be that guy. I just never thought it would be on 2020. You know, that's uh, kind of a weird thing. But uh, like I said, I have a bunch of uh, clips that are clipped out. Usually usually I don't really get to all my stuff. Uh, but I, I do have a couple that are really funny, and I want to go back to the beginning here. And uh, let's talk about good old nasty Nancy Pelosi. Because unlike what she says, well, let's just say that she doesn't always practice what she preaches. Now, if you guys uh, remember back nasty Nancy, she said that, there, that nobody is above the law. Not even the president. He must be held accountable. Remember when she wanted to impeach the president? Listen to this. I'm going to jog you. I'm announcing the House of Representatives moving forward with an official impeachment inquiry. I'm directing our six committees to proceed with their investigations under that umbrella of impeachment inquiry. The president must be held accountable. No one is above the law. No, no. No one is above the law. Except for nasty Nancy Pelosi, apparently. Uh, she can violate the rules set by anybody, even herself. Now, of course, she's been on the news talking about how you must wear masks everywhere and we have to keep everything shut down and trace and contact and trace. And we got to make sure you get checked contacted and traced, perhaps even anally probed if there's some aliens involved. But there's definitely got to be contact and trace, for sure. And she says that as she's fixing her dentures. I know, it's crazy. But she preaches a lot of that stuff. She talks about nobody's above the law. Well, this week, nasty Nancy Pelosi proved us wrong. She's above the law. She went to her hair salon and got her hair done. No mask, no social distancing. Uh, I'm sure she wasn't tracing or contacting anybody with any swab to see if they were sick. Nothing. No testing. Nothing. She just called and said, I'm nasty Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) My dentist, sorry. I got to make a... Uh, the appointment for my hair. And uh, the dude who was there was not the owner. Uh, actually made the appointment and they brought her in. And uh, folks, this is hilarious. When you watch the video, uh, I mean, she's an old lady and I hate to laugh at the old. Uh, but this is funny. It really is. Uh, I mean, how stupid do you have to be? Not only uh, did she just, like, pretty much made herself uh, look into, like, an embarrassing joke to the entire nation, which we all knew she was, uh, but now even the people on the left are like, this lady's fucking crazy. Okay, San Francisco, I mean, they're about to kick her the hell out themselves. The same voters that voted for her hate her guts now. So I'm I'm pretty sure she's either going to lose by a landslide or she's going to have to use some of that reserve money that she uh, 
kept from uh, the, the taxpayers that she's been stealing for years and maybe put it in uh, rigging the election so she can stay in her hot seat. But either way, I mean, this lady belongs in prison for a lot of other things that she's done over the years. But this is just karma kicking her right in the face. And what I love is her reaction to all this nonsense where she tried to blame the salon owner. I mean, she said they set her up. Yeah, because they're clairvoyant. You know, uh, salon owner by by night. Psychic by day. The psychic salon stylist who works for the police on cases in the day and spends their time trying to find a way to frame Congress people and speakers of the House like nasty Nancy Pelosi. Because that's, I mean, that's what I would do if I was a psychic hairstylist. I would just uh, sit down and uh, I find a way. I'll talk to the Holy Spirit and, and to whatever entity I could find, telepathically, of course, and I'll, I'll ask him, uh, how can I bother nasty Nancy Pelosi today? Can you give me a a way to like make her life miserable and maybe end her career? And then the voices would say, well, does she like her hair blowed dry? And I, of course, would say, sure. I'm sure she'd like a blow dryer, blow dried. And then they'll say, well, let's make an appointment and have her completely run her career. But if she only like was a little bit honest, this would have blown over, but it's blown up because of stupid shit like this. Responsibility for trusting uh, the word of the neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times. And that um, when they said, well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for the setup. Do you think you owe the service industry an apology? I just spoke to a San Francisco barber who's a fan of yours. He supports you, but he thinks you owe the service industry an apology. Well, I don't. I think that they owe uh, that this salon owes me an apology for setting up. But I will say this in fairness to him and in sympathetic to him. We have to get our country moving again. And I will not let this subject take away from the fact that we have 180,000 plus people who have died from this virus. Uh, since we passed the bill, more than half of those people have died since we passed uh, the legislation. 4.6 million, I know, 4.6 million have become infected since we passed the legislation. And, and, and uh, there are answers. There are scientific answers for this. 96 million, excuse me, 96,000 people have died since we passed the HEROES Act. So they want to jump on this. I think it's really important for us to pass the bill so in a scientific way we can address the virus and we can bring people back to work. 96 million, huh, Nancy? 96 million people have died. 96. She doesn't even know how many people have died, how many people are alive, how many people you know were killed by certain governors 
I mean, she has no idea, folks, uh, what is even happening. I, I think that Biden has competition with the dementia department. Either these old folks uh, need to like retire quick, or they're losing their shit. Something's happening because if you hear the way she she sounds, she's smuttering, she's all over the place. She is not very coherent. I mean, not that uh, nasty Nancy ever was. I mean, she never was the brightest or sharpest tool in the shed or the brightest bulb on the uh, the old good old uh, LED uh, light bulbs out there. Uh, she, you know, she really isn't that uh, that all smarter than noggin. But my goodness, did she just step in it this week or what? Man. And then to have the audacity to go there and say, oh, I was set up. And then start giving you the circle talk about, you know, what we need to do is get back to this and this. and First of all, there's, uh, I think it was like, what, $600 billion that nobody has done anything with from the uh, CARES Act that they passed of the, the, what was it, two, three trillion dollars that they passed a few months ago. There's still money there, and the president has said all it needs, we don't even have to pass anything else. All we need is for Nancy Pelosi to say, let's go ahead and get this to the people. Boom. You guys will get another stimulus check but no it's not happening you know why because nancy pelosi doesn't want us to get another stimulus check she's holding it up why is she holding it up because she wants the green new deal she wants the whole nine yards that's right folks that's why you haven't gotten your stimulus checks again yeah uh i hate to say it but it looks like nasty Nancy Pelosi is uh, the one that's, well, keeping you from getting a, another $1,200 check. Or maybe a 2000 like At one point, I think they were pimping out $2,000. I could be wrong. Often I am. Uh, but I even heard, I think, uh, what's her face? Uh, you know, the, uh, oh yeah, the AOC. Alejandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, say we're going to give you two thousand dollars. Two two thousand. Yeah, we're going to give you two thousand dollars. That never happened. And uh, it looks like from all the, uh, you know, from everything that, that I'm seeing here, it looks like we're not going to get shish kebab, and it's all Nancy Pelosi's fault. All of Nancy Pelosi's fault, because folks, she's holding up money that's already there. Okay, I mean, I'm not even, like, saying, well, it's money that might be. No, this is literally money sitting there waiting to be spread out in the billions. And they could easily give everybody about $2,000 a month for a couple of months until we really get this whole uh, Kung Flu in order. Uh, while, you know, I, I really do believe that a lot of this has been, uh, well, out of proportion to be quite frank I, you know while I do believe that I also do believe that there is a, uh, a virus uh, that has uh, attacked a lot of folks 
And, uh, I, you know, there is some truth to it, but I also do think that a lot of it's been, uh, eh, you, you know, I, I, look, I, I don't want to say that it's been fudged with, but I think there's been some numbers that have been fudged with. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I do think that uh, some of it has been a little bit blown out of proportion, uh, you know, just uh, to inflate numbers to make things worse. Because, again, folks, this is the year of the great election, and what do they want to do? Well, they really want to mess with us. I mean, they want to rig this thing as best as they possibly can. And, uh, you know, keeping us locked in, keeping us scared and afraid, that's the one way they're going to do it. Because people, when they're scared, they get antsy and they get, you know, they, they, they get to the point where they don't know what they're going to do. And they start committing suicide and they start thinning out the herd. And they start having a lot of unprotected sex. So you're going to have a really funny thing is uh, it's going to happen here. You're going to have a lot of people die that's not even Kung Flu related. In nine months, you're going to have a whole lot of babies being born. You know, nine months, a year, depending on you know how long this thing uh, drags out. Now, again, I like I said earlier, I have health issues of the wazoo. And so far, baby... So far, nothing. No kung flu for Atta me. Boy. But, uh, you know, nasty Nancy, man, she really stepped in. I mean, how do you blame and then say you were set up? When you called the, the police, I mean, Nancy, you called them. Be responsible. I mean, when I was a kid and I stepped my foot in something and it was my fault, I did it. You know, I, I'll be res- I'm a responsible person. I admit to it. She has no idea. I mean, it's like these people are, are like, honestly, they're living in like a land of pure imagination. It's like the uh, CNN reporter when he's saying, yeah, the protests were uh, mostly peaceful and uh, nothing to to look at here. And in the background, like the city's burning. What's mostly uh, peaceful about the fireworks and the shooting uh, going on in the background there, guy? Like, what's peaceful about that? Like, there's so much lying in this, this information from the left. If you're stupid enough to vote for... for Joe Biden. God bless you. I mean, you really need a lobotomy. That's a or a straight jacket or I'm, I'm, lobotomy. I think would be the best option at this point. Uh, lobotomy followed by a straight jacket would be a, an ideal situation for some of these folks because and, and nobody in their right mind could really think that Joe Biden at his age. And mental stage can run a country. I mean, he's not going to be running it, folks. We all know that Kamala Harris will be the one running the show. And that in itself is very, very scary. Because, it, I mean, and here's the kicker. And I, I said this a few weeks ago on the show. I said this on a Naroki's show. Shout out to Naroki. And uh, I said this on a couple different podcasts. And now people are starting to pick up on this. When Michelle Obama spoke at the, D, uh, the DNC's uh, inauguration of uh, Joe Biden, 
she uh, said something that was very creepy. She said, if he thinks, uh, she said, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, uh, quoting, she said something along the lines where, if you think it's bad now, things are going to get worse. Right? Now, some people they didn't really pick up on that too well, or they just passed it off. To me, that's a warning. To me, that's her saying, look, if uh, you don't vote for Joe Biden, we're burning the entire country down. That's what that tells me. They're ready to burn this place down if they don't get their way. And when I say they, I'm not just talking about the Obamas or the Bidens. I'm talking about the left, the Socialist Democrats, the Brotherhood, uh, the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, the China, Chinese Communist China, the people in charge that are ruining this country. And this is, uh, folks, if you don't see what this is, watch the remake of the movie Red Dawn. You notice in the original, the old one, I think Patrick uh, Swayze was in the original one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, in the original one, they had Russia as the bad guys. The new one had China. What do you think that is? And funny enough, I think they, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure this is accurate, they changed it to Korea, I think, uh, for the uh, Chinese audience. Uh, when they played the movie there, they made the switch because they don't want to offend China. Sorry, China. We don't want to offend you. I think I'm one of the few people that actually liked that remake, Red Dawn. Uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, played the uh, Patrick Swayze part. And uh, I thought it was good. I mean, it wasn't the best movie ever, but uh, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Going in, you kind of know what's going to happen. It's one of those uh, hostile takeovers. And folks, uh, hostile takeover movies. But uh, folks, we're not that far away. It's kind of happening. If you look at the movie uh, Joker that came out uh, last year, I mean, it's kind of scary. But what you see in that movie, you're seeing in the streets now. In all places like New York and in, you know, Seattle, the Chop, Portland, you know, all these uh, places, Atlanta, I mean, and again, all democratically ran states uh, and cities. Uh, Now, I will say, well, we had a couple of uh, marches and we've had a little bit of an uprising down here in Florida for the most part. It's been kind of peaceful. I mean, the the good old folks down here have uh, been able to uh, keep their composure for the most part. While there's been a few demonstrations that have gone a little haywire, for the most part, it's it's been decent. So I'm I'm pretty proud of uh, my state for not being too bad. Even though we we, uh, have spread a little bit far and wide when it comes to the, the infection of the Kung Flu, uh, but numbers are, are looking pretty good uh, this week. They've gone down uh, a little bit from what I saw earlier. And that's always good. And uh, again, 13 people in my family or friends have, have been affected. Not one has died yet. And I'm very happy about that. Very happy. Because last thing I want to do is bury another loved one or a friend. Uh, that's been uh, too many in the uh, 
last few years. So uh, hopefully uh, they all stay healthy. Now, there's a couple more things I wanted to get to here. Let's see. Uh, as you know, uh, President Trump spoken in Konisha and uh, after all that's happened there with uh, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse and the whole mess that's been going on there, the riots and the looting and the, the summer of love uh, you know he went over and uh, he uh, spent a little time there and uh, it went well you know he did well and of course uh, Biden being who he is and uh, said well uh, this hiding stuff is not working. The riots are not working because guess what? Trump is going up in the polls. So what did uh, Biden do? He got out of his foxhole and he went out to speak to the people of Kenesha. And boy was he uh, <laughs> greeted very, very, very intellectually by somebody who uh, gave him the good old rundown. And uh, the lady's name is Portia Bennett. And this clip, you really got to check this out, guys. Uh, This is just uh, an incredible moment. And by the way, she is uh, a black lady. She has a BLM uh, cover face mask on. But this will tell you right off the bat what we're dealing with when it comes to Joe Biden. Listen to this. Here from our community. Uh, Portia, would you like to come forward and and lead us in the next round of conversation, please? County Governor's bragging about you. Hello, my name is Portia Bennett. Um, I'm just going to be honest, Mr. Biden. I was told. By the way, you saw how he uh, goes to her. Yeah, they were bragging about you. No, they weren't. Nobody was bragging about her, Joe Biden. What what a dipshit. Pandering from the very beginning. And you'll hear why. Check this out. Town of Governor's bragging about you. Hello, my name is Portia Bennett. Um, I'm just going to be honest, Mr. Biden. I was told to go off this paper, but I can't. You need the truth. Wait, what? Go off this paper? Are you telling me, Portia, that these things are not unscripted and live? Are you... Hold on. Did you just air out Joe Biden for having scripted questions in an open mic? Where the president does them all the time with the media that hates its guts and with everybody else? In a friendly, confined space, Joe Biden is giving out papers with questions for the people to ask? Is that what we just heard? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I I, I have to hear that again. I, I cannot believe that after 50 years in the, you know, in Washington, eight of which he was the vice president, this guy is so mentally gone that he needs... To have a scripted event with maybe 10 people there. Where the people that are asking questions are asking them off a piece of paper that is provided to them. So, in other words, 
He's been fed these questions. He knows what he has to answer. He's been coached. Folks, this is not just a spot answer on the moment, uh, you know, being at. No, no, no. He, he is being coached. Pay attention. I was told to go off this paper, but I can't. You need the truth. And I'm part of the truth. I was born here, raised here. First eighth grade class of the school that was named after his mother, so... I have to give you the truth of the people. And the truth of the matter is, we are heavily angry. Not angry as to where people say, oh, they're protesting. There are diff- there's a difference between a protester and a rioter. A very big difference. We protest to get our, our voices heard. We protest to show that not just blacks are tired of what's going on. As you can see, there are blacks, whites, Muslims, Chinese, Hispanic that are out there. We came together to help get this community together as well because we live here and we want it to stay the way we've always had it. But the changes that we want has to be more in effect. We hear so many people saying, oh, we're going to give you this, we're going to give you that. But we have yet to see action. And I was always raised to go off action and not words because you'll be, feel, you'll, you'll be let down every single time. And the action we want are hold these officers accountable to the same crimes that we get had accountable to. If I was that officer, I would be under Kenosha County Jail right now. If I was these officers who commit these crimes because if a medical examiner just, and, and if a medical examiner does their job and says, oh, I'm ruling it homicide, that's murder. Why are they not being done the same exact way that me or my brothers and sisters out here in this world are being treated? Why are there more police officers in the black neighborhoods than in other neighborhoods? Why are, why are we more targeted than anybody else? We walk somewhere, automatically it's, you fit the description. We wear something, automatically it's, oh, you're a bad person. I'm only 31, and I've seen enough within these last two years to say I'm tired. I'm a mother. My oldest is 13. My twins are nine. I do this because I want their future to be better than what I have right now, because my present is not good. But I speak because I want the truth heard, and I speak for the people in this city because I live in this city and I'm out here with these people. A lot of people won't tell the truth, but I'm telling the truth. It's not what a lot of people think it is for us. We want the same exact rights as others. We want to be treated just like everyone else. A lot of us get denied jobs because we mark that box as black or African-American, knowing we are overly qualified for that position. People come in and tear down our houses in our neighborhoods instead of fixing them up and making them better. And now we're all pushed to one side of town. Gentrification has to stop as well. We can't get that if someone with that voice can't put that into effect. That's all we're asking. 
We want the same treatment. We're not asking, oh, put us above anybody. We're not saying we matter more than anybody. None of that. But for so many decades, we've been shown we don't matter. And right now, we just want someone who's actually going to show and put that action in. It's a lot of stuff we want done. And being someone who is out here, who li I literally live directly behind this church. I know the pastor. I come over and help with the food pantry some days. So I know it. I see it. I live it. Others who don't see it and live it can't tell you the truth. They can't really give you the in-depth things that we're going through out here as black and brown people. So I'm telling you, there's way more that we want done. And it didn't just start with Jacob. But we want change. We want change. So I thank you for coming to hear me. Here, here's the uh, the gist of everything, guys. And if you listen to what she says, well, I don't agree with all her political views, obviously. And I don't agree with Black Lives Matter. You know, the institution, not the saying of the phrase, because all life matters, black included. Uh, but I don't believe in uh, what is the organization, BLM or Antifa. I mean, those two are pure hot garbage as far as I'm concerned. Uh, or they're concerned. And uh, I will say that, l listen to what she said, though. It's very important that you dissect the words. There's something that she said that is very, very, very heartbreaking. She talks about that she's tired of the same old, same old, same old routine, right? Now, she's 31. She's had two years of Trump. But while Trump had record unemployment numbers that were fantastic for, again, African-Americans, Latinos, whites everybody was enjoying in the first two or three years you know things have gone really bad this year for everybody of course but before that she was what 28 27 around there when when he first took over and uh you know i'm i'm pretty sure she's going off of the majority of her life when she speaks that she's tired of what she's you know experienced in her life but who's been in charge of these cities for the last 40 years who's been dictating the vote of the african-american community for the last 40 years the democrats so what literally she's saying is i'm tired of being lied to by you and the democrats without saying it in that kind of way she's basically saying i'm tired of the shit okay it's the same thing that Trump was saying when in 2015, 2016, when he started running, uh, and he and he looked right in the camera and said, "Hey, they've been you know kind of like asking for your vote for 40 years, and they don't do nothing for you. Why don't you vote for me? And what the hell do you have to lose?" And what did he do? He delivered for everybody. Again, he delivered record numbers on employment for blacks, Latinos whites, gays, it didn't matter who, you know, what community you wanted to be in, whether you were in the alphabet community or not. Our economical, uh, economic uh, system was doing fantastic for the first two and a half, three years. Now, I am not a person who pushes uh, crazy hoaxes, but I will say that when it comes to the Kung Flu, uh, I will say this, well, I do think that China pushed a, a virus out there. They did it because a, 
they have bought the entire socialist Democrats. Okay, they, that's in their pocket, and they know that the media is in their pocket, and they can dictate whatever they want. So, well, there is a virus out there, and I'm not telling you not to be safe and uh, wear your mask and do whatever makes you feel good at night. Okay, what I am saying is that this is again from China because they're taking over and they're doing it because Trump is standing in the way from a complete takeover now I'm not saying that Trump is heavenly or anything like that uh, but there's uh, something really really uh, beyond our imagination happened here guys if you, do, if you read the book of revelations which I'm agnostic I'm not a religious freak I don't even belong to a religion. But I've read the Bibles. I know the works. And this is uh, very close to some of the uh, stuff in the book of Revelations. And uh, this is very end times-ish type of thing uh, that we're going through possibly in the next few months. And uh, they're, they're telling you right off the bat, if Trump wins, be warned. They're going to make it worse on you. Michelle Obama said it. Nancy Pelosi said it. And, and they've all said it. But if Trump loses, do you think it's going to get any better? No, it's it's going to get even worse. Because at that point, if they win the House, the Senate, and the presidency, it's a wrap for this country. They'll abolish the right the Republican Party, they'll abolish anybody's ability to vote for anything other than what they want, which it's happening already. We're seeing how they're trying to rig this thing with the uh, post office and uh, saying we must have universal ballots because it's so easy to rig. We send you like 20 and we collect them all. It doesn't matter who you put in there. Folks, that's a rig. If you can't smell that, then uh, you might have COVID because I think that messes with your smell, taste, and all kinds of stuff. So you got to smell the fire so you don't get burned. And uh, listen, I, I'm from uh, Cuba. I understand how these things happen. And uh, I see Venezuela and I see how that happened there. And believe me, on a mass scale, like the United States of America, you do not want socialism, communism, extremism, or Muslim-isms to take over because that leads to nothing but trouble. You don't want Sharia law in this country. <laughs> Ask uh, some folks around the world how they feel about Sharia law in private. Okay, don't ask them when the mic's on and they're on like on some news outlet like Al Salib or one of these channels on uh, the Middle East. No, actually get somebody who's lived it and ask them in private, you know, what their thoughts on Sharia law is. Try to, to live overseas for a little bit and not live in the comfy home of the United States. They're about to take it away from you guys. If you continue with this nonsense and stupidity of following the left. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it because I have a lot of friends who are Democrats. And I look at them and I'm like, 
you idiot. Every single one of them. I mean, how could you possibly want to go down a road where you know you're going to end up in chains? Now, the Portland serial killer, uh, moving on to Segwine real quick, the Portland serial killer did speak out, and uh, he got shot. This is uh, the Antifa, 100% Antifa. Remember that guy? He shot a Trump supporter. And uh, they found him, and uh, he got shot. But check this out. Look at look what he uh, says here. You got to hear this. This is uh, this is too much. That I shouldn't even be saying anything, but I feel it's important that the world at least gets a little bit of what's really going on because there's been a lot of propaganda put out there. I had no choice. I mean, I I, I had a choice. I could have sat there and watched them kill a friend of mine of color, but I wasn't going to do that. A friend of his of color. That's from Vibe. Guys, there was no friend of his of color. There was nothing happening. This guy, a deranged ex-military, I believe, just uh, ran up and shot a Trump supporter in cold blood. And the media is trying to make him the hero and the victim the villain. Guys, with that, I'm going to take a, a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have... Uh, our guest of the evening, and uh, we're going to uh, talk to him about uh, maybe some of the current stuff happening in the news, or maybe some paranormal stuff. It all depends on where Brian M. Bowden, Mr. Bowden himself, uh, not Biden, I said, not Biden, I said, Bowden. Pete, stop trying to correct me. Brian M. Bowden will be on the show uh, within the next few minutes, uh, folks, so sit back, relax. And uh, have yourself a nice sip of that Colt 45. We'll be right back on Inside the Jackal's Head. And by rushing to the radical left, embracing Bernie's plan for socialized medicine, calling for trillions in new taxes, attacking Joe Biden for racist policies. Voters rejected Harris. They smartly spotted a phony. But not Joe Biden. He's not that smart. Biden calls himself a transition candidate. He is handing over the reins to Kamala while they jointly embrace the radical left. Slow Joe and phony Kamala. Perfect together. Wrong for America. We're really in for a big surprise in November. And the Republican Party is all about individualism. And it's about freedom. We see these promises made and promises kept. For Hispanics from every corner of this hemisphere, they recognize that President Trump is not only willing to stand up and fight for freedom and democracy, but he is also willing to stand up to despots and dictators. We are one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. We will make America great again. Welcome to Team Trump Online. Did you know that right now over 70 million people have had to leave their homes due to war and disaster? That's roughly the size of the United Kingdom. I can't imagine what it would be like to have to suddenly leave my home where to take my family, how to survive, and most importantly, who will help us? Well, the answer is the International Rescue Committee. 
This wonderful organization was Albert Einstein's genius idea. They focus on the world's toughest places, Syria, Yemen, South Sudan, and deliver food and shelter, medical care. They also bring education and job training and work to rebuild communities. Please join me in supporting the International Rescue Committee. They help families just like yours and mine to survive, recover, and live their lives with hope and dignity. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of steel and more supermanhomepage.com ufos are found in renaissance art on ancient coins and etched on cave walls they're even reported in the bible but more surprising is when ufos are seen the most in times of war through centuries thousands of ufo sightings have been made by high-ranking officials military pilots and ordinary soldiers often these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles from World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft or someone or something looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in Wartime, What They Didn't Want You to Know, by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Inside the Jackal's Head, right here on PSN-Radio.com, and of course, the world-famous SoFlo Radio, and our good friends over at the Global Enlightenment Radio Network is also uh, live listening, and they're jumping up and down saying, mention me, mention me, they're like the little engine that could, always marching up this, the hill, trying to make it... it Go all the way, and uh, I, I love them for it. They're, they're good peoples. In fact, with uh, with what's going on, uh, you really should check out some of their uh, podcasts. It's really good stuff. Jordan Maxwell is a good friend of that network, and uh, we love Jordan uh, here on the show. He's a good dude. He'll be on with us shortly. We were supposed to have him on, actually, not so long ago, and unfortunately could not get 
to him, and it's a shame. But uh, he's going to be on uh, pretty soon. He's, uh, he's in good health now. So, again, if you guys want to check out the podcast after the show, angelospino.com. Uh, that's the uh, place to download this and all my other podcasts and archive. They're all there for free. But right now, I'm going to welcome the gentleman who's going to be on with the next uh, for the next hour here with me, the one and only, right from inside the Goblin Universe himself. Mr. Brian M. Bowden, or should I say Sir Brian Bowden? Well, actually, I am I, I am a knight. I'm a Knights Templar, so yeah, I do have a Sir title. Uh, uh-huh, see? It. Everybody's like, oh, Sir, like, you know, they think I'm being pretentious, but I'm actually a Knights Templar. And uh, so sometimes I do use it. But, yeah, it's Brian, whatever. I, I answer anything, <laughs> I, you know. I'm a middle and- child, so I will answer to anything at this point. I'll say this much. That wasn't prepped. He didn't tell me that. But my last name is Espino. That's E-S-P-I-N-O. I know. I'm psychic. Yes. You know, it's it's, it's really... I picked it up on the ether, Brian. That's what it was. I picked it up through the ether. I put it through my 8-track cassette tape, and then it fed into my my old-school DOS uh, computer, and then that went into my Windows 95, and that somehow crossed over into a multi-universe where it went into Windows 7, and then jumped into my brain, and I was like, you were sure at some point, right? And I was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a sir sometimes. Um... (laughs) I, I do it on the podcast every once in a while because the guy I co-host, we, we have a couple of things. We have the Inside the Goblin Universe, which is right. our brand. It's our prime premiere show with Ron Murphy, who is Ron the Crypto Guru Murphy, mind you. Yes, um, shout out to him. He knows everything about I mean, like, he is literally a para-historian. He's, he's cryptozoologist, research the whole mind. Um, so when we were doing the show, I, I, I just, every once in a while, I'll throw Sir Brian in there. And... The, you know, people think you're being pretentious and there are certain individuals at another network that were trying to make fun of that. But the fact of the matter is, I am a sir. Um, I'm, a, I'm a sir knight. And uh, it's part of the Knights Templar. And, you know, I don't use it all the time. Um, I don't call my wife lady. You know, <laughs> it's, it just doesn't work that way. But uh, I, I so would if I if I was married and I was a sir and I was a knight. I'd so call my. I mean, my lady, could you pass the my butter? Lady. Right. <laughs> I mean, my my daughters think they are princesses. Um, anyhow, so. But you know what? I, it, it's um, as an American, I would never take a sir title because that you would relinquish your American lineage to that because True. that's how the. European, uh, the the English do it, uh, but was as a Knights Templar, you you are global and you, you know, you fight the good fight for the good things. Uh, and also, if you're going to use the Sir title, you almost kind of have to like develop the accent and start talking kind of British. Bloody good, sure. Yes, yeah, I am different, so. Different ones I can do for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now, like speaking songs. Oh, that was, that was pretty good. That was good. I like that. <laughs> It was very believable. I I was underage drinking one summer, and we we were working at a sleepaway camp. We had a lot of foreign counselors from the UK, and I'm playing pool in a bar in a very small town. Um, And the chief of police rolls in. It's a raid to see the IDs. And he goes around and goes, Oh, you the. Oh, 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 we lost your cell. You there? Oh, I think his, his signal is bad. Um, hmm. 
I think we uh, may have lost his signal. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back on in a second. Brian, are you there? Oh, One, two, three. There, there you go. You, yep. You're coming. You're coming back to me. I have to give you. I have to give you mouth to mouth resuscitation. I'm sorry, my lips are a little oh, chap. No okay? problem. I, I figured they were chapped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when the, the 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 guy turned to me, I was I was standing there. I was like, Oh, I love it. It's great. Love being here. And and all the English guys are looking at me like, What the hell is this? And I just I covered my. You know what? Well, hopefully you covered it with something large, you know, I'm just saying that. You didn't cover, like, one hand, not one cup, or, like... <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I pulled something out to, you know, I'm 16 drinking in the bar when the drinking age is 21. You know, you got to cover your butt these days, but... Uh, yeah, 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 literally, yeah. in some places. Oh, yeah, literally yeah. in some places. <laughs> now, I'm sure Unless you were... you're on the left side of the street where they do whatever That's else true. they want. Oh, if you're in San Francisco, maybe, perhaps, some places no. down there. Oh, no. I'm not going to get stereotypical. I hate to do that. I'm just saying. Uh, yep. It's a very liberal part of the state. Look, you know, I, I grew up in a time when the, uh, talking about Democrats, my mother, like, are you registered Democrat? I'm like, why? And they say, because you get to vote in more elections. But <laughs> um, you know, but it was a different type of uh, party. It yeah. wasn't like this. No. Um, it was definitely more aware of other people's needs and, and helping versus what was there. But this is not even, I mean, they shouldn't even put Democrat in anything. Uh, it's not Democratic whatsoever. And, um, you know, uh, as someone who started off his career doing some work for the, uh, the IMF and mm -hmm. the World Bank and a little bit of the H, uh, WHO, the UN, um, it's a joke. It really is. People yep. have no clue what they're doing. They're getting their information in 30 second sound bites from YouTube or Facebook or someplace. It's telephone. Someone says one thing, by the time it gets to everybody, it's totally different. And it's, it's, it's just, it's bad. And no one's educated enough to realize it at this point. So, well, well, look what the, look what the president's going through right now, uh, Brian, with yeah. uh, the, the whole scandal that's breaking out with uh, he, supposedly he didn't go to a cemetery because he said they're losers. And I don't like dead people when they when they die on, and they're losers. He, you know he never said that. And what are their sources? Well, they're anonymous. Oh, how convenient. Well, everybody everybody who was yeah. there said, yeah, we never heard him say that. Even, uh, what was his name, Brannon, who hates his guts, wrote a book about it, or Bannon, or whatever his name is. Yep. John Bannon. Even he said, I never heard that. Like, that, not, that didn't happen. Like, and he's not a Trump supporter, so, I mean, if he, if anybody would have jumped on that boat and said, yeah, he said it, you would expect for him to be one, at least that guy, right? Right. Well, you know, here's the thing. So, politically... And I did run for president once when Obama was running the first round. Um, I didn't get enough stuff in, but I got, I think, on the ballot of South Carolina and North Carolina. And oh, so you're I, like Kanye I, West, in other words. You got in, but not really. <laughs> right. No, well, I got some votes, apparently. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I guess because down south it's Bobby Bowden, and it's, you know, I think there is a family member there that, that we're, ah. we're connected somehow. Because if, you, if, you, if you're down south, it's Brian Bowden. If you're up north, it's Bowden. But uh. the, 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 the bottom line is, 
that, um, you know, I, I bought my, my buddy, one of my best friends from school. His name's Hector Colazzo. And if you're a comic book guy, you know who he is because he worked for Marvel and DC. And, uh, you know, we ran... In Cuba, the they'll call him Hector Colazzo, by the way. Hector Colazzo. In Cuba, he, in Cuba, he'll be Hector Colazzo. Hector Colazzo. Yeah. yeah, he was just Hector. <laughs> <laughs> he was really, you know, it was a time where people of all race, creeds, and colors were more educated. Yeah. They were aware of, of their history and what to look out for. And um, like I said, politically, though, I mean, if, if I really had to put myself in a, in, a, in a category, it would be a Jeffersonian liberal, a true liberal, which is more libertarian right now. It's like, look, you, you keep the country safe. You, lo- you know, don't tax us through the wazoo and let us do our business, and we're good. Um, and that's where I would be. Uh, I'm, the term liberal bugs me. Uh, both Democrat and Republican bugs me because they're all in the same party. Don't, don't be fooled by the different colors and the jackass and the, the elephant. Uh, but there are select people in this world that are doing a better job. And um, as a, when I worked in, in Wall Street, uh, for on, on trading floors, we did business. We did business for the Trump Corporation, Donald Trump. Um, we know how he operates. He surrounds himself with the best of the best, depending on what he's doing. And he has his brakes on, which is his, his uh, sons and daughter. And they really keep him in check. But um, we did business for him and against him. I mean, at one point, we seized his cruise ships. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, uh, no kidding. I was, yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> uh, he, he defaulted on a bond, uh, big time, and we, we, he put up the cruise ships as collateral. We uh-huh. had to wait till they got into a U.S.-based port so we could take them, or, or something to that effect. And I was like, do we call a tow truck for this? How the hell do we get the cruise ship? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he eventually paid up. You gotta understand, when you get, when you, when you're born into wealth, you're in a, a totally different class as far as financially. You have so many more breaks uh, allotted to you tax-wise. And it's not like he's getting any special treatment. It's just the fact that he's wealthy and you're not. Um, and it right. But and people don't understand that because people make a big deal about his tax returns and this and that. And they were able to pull off the 2005 tax returns. And I, I laughed so hard when Rachel Madcow uh, came on on, M- on MS bullshit, and she was like, yeah. "We got his tax returns. Oh my god, we're gonna debut this on air." Apparently, she didn't proofread them, and like an idiot, uh, <laughs> she should have because in there he had like paid more taxes than CNN and MSNBC. He had paid more taxes in one year than these big corporations that are on TV feeding you lies. People, he paid more taxes than them. Well, some it, of them it, combined, it was incredible. <laughs> they got nothing. They got nothing. And it's very funny because growing up in New York City, we're born and raised, and I still live there. I've known Donald Trump since I can, you know, well, who's that? That's Donald Trump. I've seen him, you know. Um, and he he's basically a Democrat. He's registered as a Democrat. He was a Democrat. He's probably still is. Correct, yeah. And everybody loved him because he he gave money to every campaign. Democrat, yep. Republican, doesn't matter. Yep. There wasn't any race problems, no race issues. He did have more of a platform because of who he was, so he got to speak a little bit more. But right. there was nothing really racial about any of this stuff. Um, oh, he won an award with uh, Rosa Park and Muhammad Ali. Was the uh, 
uh, Civil Rights Award for, you know, uh, the Easter Island Award, I think is the name of the Easter Island or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was an actual award. That, there's a picture of him in Rosa Park. Right, the lady who refused to go to the backseat in the bus, remember that, folks? Yes. Okay. A, a, real, a real person, a real right. person worth rallying around. Mind. Right. A go beautiful ahead. human being who made a hell of a movement that really sparked and caused something that was important and needed to happen at that time. And he won an award with her there and with the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali, when he was still kind of sane. And by the way, they were good friends. At the time, and, and Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of folks uh, that don't know this, but there's pictures all over the place of them together at events. Trump was a huge sporting fanatic for years. Yes. Which is crazy, the fact that they hate the sports world as they turn on him. And he's such a huge supporter over like the last 40 years of these sports institutions that now turn their backs because they all want to go woke. They all want to have this moment with the Black Lives Matter. They all want to like bow to China. And, and yep. this guy who's been a, a supporter for decades and has been, you know, friendly, he's been at events, even the rappers, I mean, for goodness, Brian, all these artists yep. and entertainers, I remember 50 Cent and Eminem had him on an MTV show about a decade and a half ago, yep. and they were pimping him like he was their best friend, and he and he did the whole spiel, he said Eminem was going to be president, all kind of things, like he, he was mentioning like how many rap songs, you want to be like Donald Trump? We want to be rich. I mean, everybody loved the guy, like you said. But as soon as he beat Hillary, it flipped. The entire planet right. flipped. It's amazing. Well, it was, it was funny. Something that, that people took for advantage of Trump is Obama started making fun of him at the press, uh, the uh, uh, foreign press dinner. That they did. Right. They really yeah. went off on him. Yep. And Trump had a look. And you poked the bear, and the, and the bear came out swinging and no one i remember i remember we were doing some kind of uh, a couple of buddies of mine um, i was at a lodge <clears throat> we're doing a, a rehearsal type of thing and then we come downstairs it's election night there's about four of us turn on the tv and the map's red okay and we kind of just froze and we kind of looked at each other like holy crap this guy's gonna win and he did because the people on his team did real polling um, you know, there's all these people that are now on the left-hand side of the block have this thing. If they if they wish it long enough, if they think it long enough, and say it long enough, it's true. But no, it's not. And in order for him to win, a lot of those people that said they weren't voting for him voted for him. Um, times right now are totally different. This uh, this election coming up between I, I can't even believe these people put this person up there on the left-hand side, the Biden thing. I'm going to say it straight up. You're voting at this point. When you cast that vote, you better think, because if you want to, if you want communism, go with Biden. If you want freedom, you have to go with Trump. And when, you know, like yep. I said, I did a lot of work at the UN. I mean, it's a joke that China is, is on the Human Rights Council. I mean, this is a country that murdered during this China virus, almost 22 million of its people, okay? 22 million people. They did it very quietly. They released 20, 21 million um, cell phones were deactivated in China, okay? That's their lifeblood. 
That is what Correct. every Chinese person needs to check in every day. Not only that, the the full-on gong, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, yep. you, you they, they, oh, yeah. they slaughtered them for years. I mean, they've been going they after these them. folks for a long time. There, right. And then there was 860,000 that had the virus out of the mm-hmm. Wuhan. They, they wrangled up. Um, this was reported way back when, when this first, like, you know, the COVID stuff started going bonkers here in February, March. Yep. That... They believed they were viewing mass graves on fire in China. Okay? But if you think about it, 21,860,000 people no longer exist in China. This nation sells body parts. This nation doesn't care about anything except for the people that are in the CCP. And the funny thing is the Chinese people themselves they don't take really part of it. Very few do. They just exist. Leave them alone. They do what they do. Um, it, it's just a sad state of affairs that so many people are bowing down or suckling at the teat of China at this point for for money that's really mean is meaningless. Um, and this goes along with this whole. Oh my God! You know, I, I I have a problem with any officer, no matter who it is, because I have I have a law enforcement family here. Um, you know, that does anything that's that shouldn't you know people shouldn't be killed. We had Eric Gardner, New York City selling Lucy's, and an over you know an over aggressive idiot of a police officer, Type A, choked him down. It, it he they should go to jail, okay? But you know. And and I agree with this. You know, I I don't know what it's like to be a, a person of color. I'm I'm not that. I can't. I can sympathize with you, but I don't know what it's like, and I'm not going to know what it's like in this lifetime. But and I was supportive of the fact that yes, you got to stop this police brutality. But the minute you go from protest and a real protest to rioting, looting, and fires and destruction, you're done. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I don't. Yep. Your message is gone. The thing that, they, that really gets to me, though, is the, the, there are cases, uh, Brian, where mm-hmm. it's clear that you know the police officer went too far, but okay. there are other cases where the police officer was justified, and they're still being crucified, like the Jacob uh, Blake situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is a clear, justifiable shooting, 100%. I don't care, uh, you know, what they come up with and they charge these officers with. Right. Uh, the officer had a man who had a warrant out for his arrest. The man was there to beat up his girlfriend who called the police, said that he had beat her up. He had assaulted uh, women before. He has a long rap sheet. Uh, he resisted arrest, walked around a car that he was about to steal, that's why he was there, to steal the car that did not belong to him, right. with three kids in the car and a weapon. They found the knife inside the car. So, And he said verbally, and this has been confirmed, that he's going to get the knife. Now, if you're a police officer and somebody who tells you that who's under arrest at this point, I'm going to get the knife, and they start walking around a car, and you tell them, stand down, stand down, yep. and you give him all this time to walk around reach in and grab the weapon and you're still telling him stop and he's still doing it shoot him in the back shoot him wherever you know shoot him because at this point is either your life or that life and i'm sorry i understand that the officers uh sometimes have to take the, the worst 
measures of you know available and taking a life is horrible but he wants to get back to his family too and yep. he, he, he doesn't know if he has a knife or a gun he, he, all he knows is this man has put his life and the life of the other officers in danger and the fact that the people are, are even you know contemplating putting any kind of charges to these cops is ridiculous to me i mean it's, it, this is beyond insanity I, like, right. look this is the way i see it is there racism? Yeah, there's always going to be racist. You can't stop yep. that. You can't stop anybody from saying, uh, and this or in that, or you white honky or you speak or, I mean, whatever. People are going to say stuff because people are stupid. You, you know, you condition people over time and you show them there's a better way and you show them through unity and love and all that stuff. But, you know, there's certain, uh, times, uh, where, you know, you have to look at these situations as a case by case matter and yeah. not judge every police officer the same because of one bad apple, like what happened with George Floyd, who again, George Floyd, career criminal, abusive yeah. to women, uh, drug dealer, drug addict, high fentanyl, high yes, in his right mind, correct. And- Passed a fake twenty dollar bill, yeah. and he and he not only that, Brian, and, and, I'll, and I'll get you, let you get to on this, but yeah. this is a guy who was in prison for uh, you know holding up a woman who was pregnant and stealing yep. her jewelry and hitting her with a gun. I'm sorry, yep. he wasn't a nice guy. Now the guy to get the Michael Jackson treatment where they took him around in this in this car and uh, they they paraded him on TV like he was the king of pop. I'm sorry, he was not that important he was a scumbag the cop did wrong Derek Chivian should go to jail but you know what he all he did was a police uh, tactic which is used a lot with whites yep. blacks anybody who's resisting arrest Everybody. this guy was resisting arrest he made a move it's not his fault that, that Mr. Floyd St. Floyd is what they coin him now. It's not its right. fault that he was high on drugs and his, start, his heart stopped beating. Normally that doesn't happen. That's once right. in a lifetime. And it just so happened to happen to this guy. Well, you know, it, it's, it's, I agree with you that the, the knee on the neck for seven minutes is just uncalled for. They that is. have him down on the ground and what have you. But I also want to point out, uh, you know, and I'm not disappointed to him, but there are situations, you had a lot in your, your neck of the woods down in the Sunshine State, where when, when kids and, and people were using salts um, and, and smoking them or ingesting salts to get high, which chemically change your body into, like, you become a monster. And the strength level and the adrenaline going through your system, you you are e- extremely, uh, you know, strong. So... We had a guy in a bum's face, Brian. Remember that yeah, story? Yep. <laughs> There's a guy that climbed into a car and I think tried to bite the face off another person. It's insane what goes on. But again, you know, you, you look at George Floyd, um, who really isn't the model person to be doing this, you know, rallying around, compared to a Rosa Parks, who was tired. She wanted just to sit. And she had to go through the BS down, you know, the, the, which shouldn't have been in place to begin with. You know, and what people, I, I had a debate with some guy on Twitter uh, because Independence Day is racist, apparently, and the Star Spangled Banner is racist. And I'm like, no, um, it's, it's about the War of 1812, and Independence Day isn't racist. And if you knew your history, 
there was a large percentage of, of, of the, the men involved in creating this great nation that wanted everybody, including the people that were slaves, to be free. But there was a larger portion that they needed to have a union against Great Britain that said no deal. And they would have lost everything. We'd be speaking bloody English right now. Um, so, we were all united. Know, yes. yes. <laughs> you know, so, you know, look, um, I don't know how many people can trace their lineage back to actual slaves. Um, uh, my, my family, in general, never owned slaves whatsoever. Uh, I don't feel reparations are, are the where it should be. What I think people need to wake up and realize is that if you really don't have power, if you don't think as people of color in this nation that, the, that, you, that you have any power or, or a hold over anybody, then what you really need to do, and I told this to my friend, we used to have this conversation in high school all the time, like, oh, you don't have power? You don't know what it's... My friend Donnie Ray used to go, you don't know what it's like to be black and be persecuted. I'm like, okay, great. We're Jews. We killed Jesus. Checkmate. But I said, if you really don't think you have power, okay, have every person of color walk off the job for one day. Yep. This country would shut down. That's one. Yep. And this is well before we had a president for eight years that was black. Uh huh. Please, people, we're not idiots or fools. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. There'll always be racism, and it's in every culture, race, and creed. It's all over. Yep. Okay? If you really want to talk about slavery, let's go to over overseas. Okay, to the the uh, a lot of the oh. Arab states, the, Libya. The- Forget that. If you want to talk about reparations and slave uh, slavery, uh, you have to look no further than Kamala Harris. Uh, her family in Jamaica owned slaves. So, if you want reparations, uh, talk to the to the possible vice president. Her family literally was in the slave trade. Not only mm-hmm. that, Brian. Guess mm-hmm. what? She's not even African American because okay. to be African American, you have to be from Africa at some point or your ancestry, right? right? Guess what? No, her mom is Indian, her dad's Jamaican, but if you go deep enough, they're from India. They're Indian right. Jamaican, so you have two sets of Indians. About, yeah, where's the African class system in India? Go go talk about that too. Oh, because Lord. then you're gonna open up another ball of wax. The, the, <laughs> the bottom line here is we have a lot of people here who are flying off the handle. We have uh, people that want this disruption because it, it's it's good for their financial background again. George Soros, <coughs> I'm sorry, Rothschild, <laughs> uh, <coughs> right? <coughs> you know, and and these people are being used like condoms, um, and they don't even realize it. Now, if you if people, I've been alive for 52 years. And my first president... I think That's I very brave of you, seeing that on the air. Yes. Jimmy <laughs> Carter was the first president that I... Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford. Um, I watched the, the peace deal between the Palestinian Liberation Organization and Israel. Okay, mm. so... And I've, I've heard all these debates and speeches and blah, 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 and yeah. promises. And I'm going to tell you something straight up. The only president that I've ever witnessed that campaigned on stuff and got 99.999% of it done in the first 30 days is 45. He is the only president I've ever seen 
He campaigned. He said he's going to do it. He did it with the first 40 days. He worked. Yep. As soon as they, they swore him in, he, he was, was done. Back yeah. to the office he was working. He did it. Yeah, he started. I, re- I remember they were talking about that in the news, mm-hmm. Brian. They were saying the first uh, minute that he was sworn in, we went in right to work. Like It was like a machine. Exactly. They had never seen it, something like that. Not only that, if and I, I, we have people of color in my family. And it does, you know, we, we don't look at it that way. That's just Joe or, you know, whatever. Um, if you want to talk about the one and only president, besides Lincoln, who has done more for the people of color in this world and uh, different races and, and you mm-hmm. know, it is 45. Yep. The first thing he did in the first, I think, month, he brought in all these uh, community organizers, these leaders, into the Oval Office and said, how can we fix this? He literally said, how can we fix this? He treats people like human beings. He generally wants everybody in this country to do better and to be something so they're not on the dole. Because when you're given stuff, you don't understand what it takes to make it. But when you start making money and you start becoming successful, there's a there's a pride there's pride involved in that. You feel you've accomplished stuff. He wants everybody on the same level. It's not a black and white issue. It's not a black, brown and white issue. He wants everybody to do well. Yep. He's not the most eloquent speaker in the world, <laughs> but but you know, and and you know, part of this stuff. I agree with a, a lot of you where you were saying you know the China virus. Um, I thoroughly believe it was released. When it yep. first was released, something very interesting, it seemed to be targeting um, Asians from the Pan-Asian a specific group, which right. is basically Hong Kong. Yep. Okay? Because there was big uprising in them. Yep. And I think they just said, screw it. Let's let, let it go. Because yeah. they had this, they knew they had the support of certain individuals globally. Oh, yeah. No, not only that, that uh, you know, I talked about how New York was a hub for this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you remember back in, I think it was November of last year, they arrested four uh, nationals from China. They were here in uh-huh. the U.S., and they arrested yeah. a teacher from Harvard University. And uh, these folks were heading to China with COVID-19. And that's when Trump was briefed on what was going on. And what did he do? He's, he said he's arrested them exactly, but he said, "Okay, we don't have any cases of any outbreaks here." And they took these people in and they started interrogating them, getting information. January rolls around, you know, the world starts getting the uh, the feel of what's happening. What did he start doing? He started saying, "I think there's a problem uh, in uh, Houston. Uh, we have to shut this down. Uh, no more flights in or out of China." And everybody was like, "Yep." He's a racist. I can't believe he's saying that. He's such he a got, xenophobe. Yep. Oh he my god! He got hit by both parties, the Republicans yeah. and the Democrats. But he did the right thing. Correct. Um, he he saved a bit thousands of lives. But he did. And another thing, I know that people hate this guy so much that they just can't even get past the hatred. That you see the logic. He does something that's that no one really does anymore. He had brain brainstorm meetings regarding this virus and you know he was following yep. what was going on and i've been following it long before he was about what was taking place around the globe trying to combat this well and you weren't fighting that's... impeachment you weren't fighting you know uh, one hoax after the other and you yep. know you weren't running the country and the, the world at that point so yeah, you, you had a little bit more time i think that he does to follow everything single right. thing that's happening <laughs> he's <laughs> a busy guy was, what was interesting <laughs> is he came up with the hcq thing with yep. the uh uh, Z-Pack. And yeah, hydrochloric, uh, hydrochloric, right. uh, hydroxychloroquine. By the way, I, yep. I 
I've taken it myself because I I, I suffer from lupus, and uh, yeah, uh, no joke, hydroxychloroquine. I took that about uh, let's see, two thousand and five or six around there. I was yep. given it, and I took it for about two or three years. I never had any side effects. Uh, in fact, my lupus uh, went away for a while, and it didn't go away because it never really goes away. But I had I didn't have any like you know major reactions or anything so i got off of it for a while and it wasn't until a couple of years ago where it flared up again but it was due because i i've had you know other health issues and personal stuff yeah, and yeah, usually yeah. that kind of makes it flare up uh and i went through a thyroid issue because of my lupus so you listen to my earlier podcast a few years ago and oh, you hear yeah. me now my voice has changed dramatically uh, i spent some time off the air because of it uh but it's something that, that I'm managing, and I'm actually about to get back on hydroxychloroquine because I do have lupus. So if for those who are, <laughs> well, yeah, no, everybody's on it now because everybody's afraid of the kung flu. But yeah. and, and and of course, you know, the radical left are like, don't take it; it's poison. No, it's, no, not. it's not. It's not. It's been it's around, been around for, like for decades. Years, yeah. Yes, I mean, think about it. It's gone through all the clinical testing. It's been approved by the FDA. This is not something that just uh, magically appeared because Trump no. was like, uh, hydroxy Coca-Cola Queen. Yeah, they put it on the market. Five bucks. Go, make me some money. No, that's not what happened. Right. It's over the counter. It was yep. over the counter in Europe. You could have just walked in and bought it. Yep. Um, because people going traveling uh, for malaria purposes, you take it. Now, the problem is not the HCQ. Um, with the arrhythmia, they're talking about the heart problems. The problem really comes from the ZPAC, uh, which they came out with that information probably around October, November, or something like that. They were talking about how um, people who take uh, erythromycin uh, may have heart palpitations. Right. Um, actually, maybe it was a year earlier because I was taking it because I, my wife and I kind of felt like we had something like the flu. I don't do the flu shot at all because it, it's, it's, it's a joke. Yeah, um, don't do it. <laughs> but um, yeah. it kind of felt like the flu. There was breathing issues and whatever. Everything yep. described for this virus, I felt about a year and a half ago. Yep. Um, we took the Z pack. It took a little bit longer to get rid of the, you know, the the chest stuff, but it worked. That's the one that causes the the real palpitation problems. Correct. And mind you, I'm not a doctor, although I I play one on TV. <laughs> I always <laughs> want to say that. I, um, but you know what? There's other medicine that that will you know that I was working right now that's not HCQ, but it's still there's something about it. And the the the, the person that everybody went to, oh, Doctor Fauci, the idiot, Mister, um, I'll move the goalposts whenever I want. He wrote a paper <laughs> in 2005 for the health, yeah. um, you know, and it said as a as a prophylactic, uh, HCQ seems to stop the SARS-2 virus. It yep. prevents it in prophylactic. You can give it like 100 milligrams Tuesday and then another 100 milligrams on Thursday. If you have it, it seems to reverse it quickly and cure you of it. And even if you're on a uh, ventilator, it seems to get you off the ventilator and then get you on the road to recovery. So it, this really does seem designed politically. And the only reason why we talk about this COVID thing, I mean, if you want to get into the little paranormal side is, None of us have been able to go out and do any paranormal stuff. You know, we can't right. go to. I can't go investigate anything with uh, uh, cryptids. You can't go to. You know, because you, you, everybody. It's oh, only three people at a time. You know, I mean. Can you imagine if there's like ghost haunting places? And they're like, where are the people? Like, hello, people. You, yeah, we're, we're here. We 
What <laughs> everybody? And, you guys used you know, to investigate us. Now we're nobodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head in the first hour of this program with you know that woman that was talking to Joe Biden. I, I get being angry. I understand it because. The people that you put and you put your faith in and you trust in, which are usually the community organizers, it's a power structure. They need to be empowered to say that they helped you, but they haven't been doing anything to help you, you know, going back to the whole thing. You were right. 40, 50, 60 years worth of these people as Democrats, where have you gotten? You've got nothing to lose to actually expand your mind and open it up. And this is why... Um, I see, and I, you know, my friends are diverse, and I, I hear it from them, and I see it from other people, and I've been reading it online. There's a lot of people that are walking away and are waking up because this current president, whether you like him or not, is treating people of color like people. Yep. Equals. Just like what this woman wanted in Kenosha. Okay? You want to be treated like equal? Well, the guy that's in office right now is going against everybody is against them doesn't matter if the republican or the democrat but he's treating people like people not but based on your sex or your gender but he's helping people he's the most uh, jobs created for women ever he's the, a, he's the most inclusive president i think that we've had I, in, in many decades i mean honestly yes. and, and you know if you took two seconds and you stopped with your 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 derangement of this guy and listed Everything this man has done while under attack. I mean, God bless the guy because he's done so much, so many. And people just, they just, they don't hear it. They don't see it. They're just so enraged of an over hearsay. And just take a look at what he's done. And I'm telling you, this, this guy really does give a crap. You know, unfortunately, most other people don't, mm-hmm. you know. These, these people don't care about you. Nancy Pelosi doesn't give a damn about you. Nancy Pelosi cares about two things. Gavin, yeah. Her nephew Gavin, right, wouldn't have uh, you know, milked the state of California for trillions oh, of dollars. You know? Yeah. Well, she cares about two things. Chocolate ice cream and getting her hair done. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> her and what's her name uh, out in uh, Chicago, another idiot. Who starts talking about the New World Order, which... Oh, which one? Lloyd Lightfoot? Oh, my God. Yes. Beetlejuice, as I call her, by the way. And speaking of uh, paranormal, that is... I mean, she looks like she straight up came out of, like, the the underworld, Brian. I mean, like, something's going on with her face. Uh, the Creature of the Black Lagoon. And, yeah, and I don't mean serious. It. Look at the Creature of the Black Lagoon, the original one, and look at her. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's the same person. Um, I was skeptical on aliens, and then I saw Lori Lightfoot, and I was like, nope, the aliens exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and it's it's just, I just don't understand. I mean, we have it in New York with this this mayor who's a complete idiot um, and whose wife is lost. And I put in quotes, yeah, $850 the, the million. Dollars. Yeah, she you, know that, you know what the, the, that dimwit did? And uh, and on taxpayer money, and this this should piss off everybody in New York, Brian. Uh, this is earlier this year. He took police officers to his daughter's apartment, dozens of cops, okay, dozens and dozens of cops, to help her move. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now that's on your taxpayer money, in New York. He helped 
her move to a new apartment. So he had police officers who need to be on the streets fighting crime, helping her move on his order. And this is the same uh, little armpit hair having daughter with a little puff on her head, looks like a troll. Same daughter who's a member of Antifa and Black Lives Matter and was protesting and rioting and got arrested for it. And what university did she graduate from? And what, what university is Dante? Was it at Harvard? Uh, wasn't it? Or yeah, was, yeah. 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 So, so they huh? have, the, you know, poor me, poor me because I'm black and poor me because I'm mixed and poor me. Now, you can't go to Harvard and say poor me. Okay? You can't. And it's, it's look, there. I know people. I have a, a couple of friends that used to live in some of the craziest, scariest um, shelters you could ever imagine. And... They don't complain. They're happy. They're working. They have a good job. They they worked up their way up. You know, it's not like they're CEO or anything. They're making money. They get to go on vacation. They get to buy a place, and life is good. People, you got to work for some things. Um, and I agree. I'm a corporate guy. Okay, I'm a, a very much a capitalist. I think we need to get rid of the corporation. Should not have a say in anything we do. They should not have the rights that the 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 the, the court gave them. There should be no corporate money. If there's no corporate money, life would be better for everybody. Trust me on that one. Yep. Well, I agree. But remember, at the end of the day, the, the what's good about a capitalist uh, society as we live it is the fact that we all get a chance to go out and start our own companies and, and be our own bosses and have among the pop stores, and everybody has a chance to grow their own companies. And th- what saddens me, uh, Brian, is every time there's an yep. uprising or something where people feel the need to start some shit, the ones who always pay the price are these poor yep. folks who are, you know, they're, they're, they're spending their lives earning, uh, their lives, you know, on these little companies, these little businesses. They're, like, really putting their hearts and souls into it. To have some uh, group... Who are being fed by these evil people, these evil oligarchs, and uh, these individuals like the Soros of the world, to, to, that are literally paying them, the mayors, to get them out of prison without any charges. I mean, this is a one big RICO act, is what this is. Yeah. And and they're letting this loose on the streets, and the 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 people that are you know the the mom and pop stores are the ones that always suffer every single time. You know, it's, you know, they don't they don't go after the big chain corporations. Uh, and when they do, they make a big deal about it. Like they they burn down a Nike store. Oh my god, it was the biggest deal. But they don't talk about the the, the other like twenty five stores that got looted and robbed. that were you know owned by black folks. They don't talk about those right. stores. Do you know how heartbroken I was when you're seeing the aftermath of the looting and there's this uh, elderly black woman that's like put her heart and soul in the store. She's a partner. Yep. It. it's gone. She's got nothing. Yeah. Got another guy that, that, that took everything he had to open up a bar. And while they were interviewing him, he was they were trying to loot and pull his safe out. Yeah. And <laughs> how is this helping anybody? This doesn't help anybody. I'm not saying you should loot it at all. You, you know, maybe we should rise up and join together as, as everybody, the we the people. Um, because right now it looks like we the sheeple. And... It, it's a sad, it's a sad state because I think people are looking at this country like, "Wow, there's a lot of idiots here." I mean, if you were an alien uh, from another planet, Brian, would you come down if you're like snooping around and being like, "Let's see if the humans are ready"? Nope. It's a, it's a known fact 
that the uh, aliens, when they fly by the Earth, they lock the doors. Yeah, what a surprise. You know, you know why Batman and Robin don't leave Gotham? Because if they go to a lot of other cities, by the time they finish, you know, commit their crime and they get back to the, to the Batmobile, they'll be looking at each other and be like, uh, why is the car on, like, on, on a lift? What happened to the Batmobile? Like, <laughs> exactly. Who stole the you know, wheels on this motherfucker? Like, Robin, did you lock the Batmobile? <laughs> this has affected everybody in a, in a negative way. Yeah. Um, I got friends that that work. They're experts in bioterrorism for and bio, you know, weapons uh, for the for the government. Mm-hmm. And I asked one of my, he's like a brother to me. And I said, um, "Why is this? You know, why this is a class two virus? Why is it being like treated like a class four? And he had no question. You know, said there's something else going on here. And he said, "No, no, 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 no." Well, uh, he changes he changes tune about a month and a half in after that. And he goes, yeah, something else is going on. And I think this is a, a, a what people don't realize is we're at it. We're, we're really at the, the, the point of no return. Yep. There isn't going to be, if, if, if you think you're going to get a fair shake and you're going to get housing and you're going to get this and life is going to go back to the way it was where you can say and do what you want, it ain't going to happen. You're going to be locked up with the rest of them. Yep. They don't care about anybody but the the one percenters or the half of the percent of the one percent. There yep. is no white privilege. I'm sorry, there is no white privilege. Um, I I'm I just I I sure as hell don't have it. I'd like to know where it was um, because I didn't have it. My father was blue collar working. My mother worked. I was a latchkey kid. Um, where where's this this you know I where's this magical thing that they talk about because it doesn't exist people are fed lines they're being deceived they're being hoodwinked and they they don't know what the ramifications of if this country goes that gentleman that, that talked from cuba i believe he was um he was talking at, at, a, at a conference with the president saying this is the dream this is where we want to be this yes. is why there's people lined up south of the border trying to get in here yeah okay because america is the only nation that where you can take hard work and labor and it's maybe a struggle for some people mm-hmm. but you can make it you could be something okay and we lose this we're done this election is so crucial I, I i fear for the future i fear for my children at this point because this is really important and you may not like what this guy's doing right now but it's going to be a hell of a lot worse when the other guy comes in. Oh, you know, you know, you hit it right on the head. Uh, and and it's not. And for me, it's not that I think a lot of folks don't like what this guy is doing right now. I think is they're just believing a false narrative because if they really did their own homework and they saw the things he's done, like you said, he has right. done more for a lot of communities that have been for a long time ignored. And I think that's why he won in 2016. There was a, a big. Uh, push, you know, uh, by the silent majority who had been ignored for a long time in this country. Yep. And uh, th- a lot of that are not just white folks. A lot of them is Latinos like myself. I walked yeah. away. In fact, if you go to my website, I have on the affiliates tab a big banner for hashtag walk away. And mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in that because I was a voter for the Democrat uh, Party. In fact, I was a registered Democrat for a couple of decades, and as soon as I started to get wind of what was going on, 
I walked away. And this happened in 2015 for me. Happened due yeah. to uh, my mother's health, who passed away of cancer in 2016. But when she was getting really, really sick, uh, something happened that, you know, with Obamacare kicking in and all that stuff that was going on, right. it really triggered some bad events that led to the speeding up of her cancer. And she died a lot quicker than she probably would have had certain medicines been cleared. They were cleared before right. Obama's care kicked in. So uh, there's, you know, the, I have that, that, you know, that pain because of what Obamacare did, and he lied about a lot of those things. And then I started to do my own homework, and I was like, this dude lied about this, that, this. He basically everything he said he was going to do, he did the opposite. All the changes about it was come help a Negro get elected. That's all I was about. There was no yeah. change at all in there, folks. None. That was all BS. Yep. It was a lie. And he was a setup for Hillary, who's going to make shit a lot worse. Luckily, Trump came in, and I, I, you know, I I said this in the beginning: what this country's need uh, needs is a person who's a business person who can get us back on yep. track in trade negotiations. Uh, who exactly? Who's a billionaire? who cannot be bought off because he already has money. He doesn't need to do this shit. Uh, right. That's why Ross Perot got popular a few years ago, uh, a couple of decades back, because of the fact that he was an outsider, and people saw him as that. But then, of course, he right. went nutso on everybody with, I got, I'm all ears, and my daughter was abducted by aliens, which by then, back then, was like, this well, guy's nuts. Now we'll be like, yeah, we believe you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, here's the, here's the deal with Ross Perot, and what happened was he he did he did want to you know he, he he said we need that third party we need a different view and whatever and people were all on board of it and I think it came to a point where he got scared because he was going to win and yeah he, he knew he knew the players in this field they they get rid of people left and right without even thinking about it I mean just look at the list the Clintons have <laughs> you know yeah. but yeah. but but that being said it's like. Um, you know, we, we definitely need somebody in there that can't be bought and can get the job done. And I think we do have somebody in there. Here's the thing. There's, there's a couple different ways you can govern a nation, right? You can tax the crap out of them, which is the way we've been going, okay? And our taxes go up, and then you, you pretend you do tax cuts, but they're not really tax cuts. They, it only helps the 1%. Right. Um, or what the, we used to do, where we didn't have income tax, was tariffs and Trump did a good job in renegotiating all these deals where now there are tariffs there. This is why you you have the greatest tax cuts ever. Yeah. People have more money in their pocket now because of what he did. We had a better economy and I, I studied finance. I know how the economies work and I know that every time you, you take a point off of uh, uh off the the Fed, you know, the lo- the lending and it takes six months before that kicks in. Okay, he took an economy and it wasn't inflated like it is a, little, a bit now because he's trying to fix the damage that these people created, right? Um, with this shutting down, but we were we were zooming, we were flying high. Manufacturing was coming back, people were moving back to the country, more jobs were coming in, more people with high school diplomas or non high school diplomas were being employed. I mean, there's so much this guy's done, and that's let alone the fact that. He has been on point of stopping um, uh, uh, sex traffic. Yes. We're not just talking about women. There, there are women. I've seen videos. Children. Mothers and daughters out. 
and this guy's trying to take the daughter in the store. Yeah. Um, children. Yep. Yeah. And he's really been on point. I mean, they just uncovered like almost uh, 200 kids all, all over that, the East Coast for the most part, mm-hmm. in trailers and whatever. This is what this president is doing. If you really think this guy's bad or evil, well, you better check yourself. You, you're, you're, you're crazy. Yeah, he tweets too much. Big deal. I'm sorry, but when you're a world leader, you need somebody in there that has, part of the expression, big balls. Yes, as brass and can get it done. He's okay. got the cojones, that's for sure. You know, and, and it's funny because the moment he uh, got into office, the first thing he talked about was that that he's going to work on the human trafficking issue, which that is a nightmare. And why do you think Hollywood oh, yeah. hates him so much? Because they're all in on it. Uh, oh, yeah. Not every single actor, but a good percentage of those actors, the elitists, the Tom Hanks of the world, those kind of level actors, they're in yep. on it. Oprah, Harvey Weinstein, they're all connected. You know, they're all connected to Jeffrey Epstein and other uh, you know groups out there that are sick minded. Look what happened to Corey Haim, yeah. Corey Feldman. I mean, God bless them. Uh, what they yeah. went through. Uh, but look, this is, this is uh, crazy because it really does hearken on a paranormal level almost the, the, the total destruction of the institutions that we have. And now we haven't really talked about it much, but I know that you haven't been able to get out there and do any investigations. So this is no. even like stopping your kind of work. You know so what we were supposed to do? It's affecting everybody. This yeah, this year we're supposed to do a lot of conferences. Yeah. Um, I, was, I, I joined a, a, a talent appearance management company called Quarter 13, which kicks butt. You know, it's great. With that Ron's a part of it. We were supposed to do a bunch of different conferences, not only in the U.S., but um, outside of the U.S. And, you know, I have a book, and I, 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 we're in the process of writing another uh, a book right now that's going to be great, uh, dealing with UFOs, aliens, Nephilim, and a bunch of Native Americans and stuff. Um, and cool. I'll talk if when if you want us on. Well, I'll tell you about it on the, on, on the side once it's out. But um, you know, I'll we'll you definitely know. we'll have you back on. We'll, we'll discuss the oh, book. Yeah. I it, definitely want to get into that. Fantastic book. Awesome. But um, God will we're alive. You know, because you, know, <laughs> yes, you never know. That's fine. <laughs> you know, um, you know, we we were we were set to do so, a lot of stuff, and you know, Ron has a ton of books out, and a lot of these people make their money. You know meeting the public um, and discussing with them. They sell some books. They autograph them. Plus, you give, you give a couple good kick-ass presentations, and it's, it's fun. This is part of it. It's not the fame. I'm, I'm not here for any fame. I'm here for answers. I want to know about aliens. I want to you know, know. I've had my experience with, with Bigfoot in the woods and some other things that go bump in the night, like uh, Dogman, which is a lichen, you know, werewolf. You know, I've had my experience with that. I, want, I still want answers. Every time I think I've gotten the whole Bigfoot thing down, Something else takes place. I'm like, I'm back to square one. Um, but that's that's what I want. That's why I do what I do. Uh, if if something comes up, like a TV show or a book or whatever, it is what it is. Um, you know. But we we're not able to do any of these things. We can't go anyplace. He's in Western PA. I'm in New York. Uh, if you go into certain states, they stop you, and then you got to check in and quarantine for 15 days. This is affecting everybody's life. It's scaring the hell out of people. My kids were, my youngest is nine. She was having, like, she thought she couldn't breathe. She thought she had the virus. She had heartburn, anxiety. I mean, people, you're, you're being lied to. There is a virus. I, we have someone we know personally that has passed from it. But it is the same type of 
of response as if it was influenza and, and pneumonia. Okay? You still have to be cautious, but you shouldn't have shut down an economy. You should have let us paranormal guys go out and hunt these things. Um, and life should have continued. Yep. There's no reason for this. And, and uh, by the way, uh, Andrew Cuomo needs to be in prison because that person put literally how many uh, sick people in with old patients in, uh, in hospice centers and in, yeah, in these hospitals. He killed hundreds or fifty-eight thousand. But no, I no, it was several number. thousand people that they got sick and yep. died because of Andrew Cuomo. Oh. so that man has blood on his hands. He belongs in prison. Yep, he does. The news media is so. If, if you ever watch it, you know, look, there's a lot of conspiracy theory, but when you can see every station saying the same story over and yep. over again, verbatim, you're being lied to. Yes. Hell of vision. Hell of the... Yeah, come on. Yep. You know what? And you're not getting the... I remember a time when they actually just reported the news. They didn't express <laughs> an opinion or take a side. Okay? I, I, people ask me, you know, because like, I'm... You know, I, my, my view is different than everybody else's. Oh, what do you watch, Fox News? I said, frankly, I don't watch Fox News. I get my news from uh, a dozens of different news sources around the planet, from Italy, from Russia, from Japan, from Germany. I mean, you have to go hunt and peck there if you really want the true yep. story. I do like you Tucker Carson, though. He's good on Fox News. He's cool. Tucker Carson? Oh, I, you know what, Tucker Carlson for president, because he calls out yes. both parties. Yes. Um, and he does tell, he tells it like it is, yeah. and people don't want to hear that. But yes. it's true. Yep. You know, uh, it, it's just, we've, we've taken crazy pills, we've drinking, we've drinking a ton of ayahuasca, and people are nuts, and now we need to go and fix this. Yeah, as one and of I my think, uh, friends call it, the beer bug, we're all drinking the beer bug. Oh my God! It's just you know, and it's frustrating because it's you know the best thing that came out of this is people actually you got a few you know you'll never get a timeout like this again to reflect yeah. on what you have and what's really important. Uh, that's one and two. People now know they have to wash their freaking hands. Um, if you've ever been into a bathroom and you see people go to the bathroom and then walk out, they're the reason why there's, there's disease in this world. <laughs> Clean your uh. hands. Oh, man, I love having you on. We definitely got to have you on uh, again soon uh, so we can continue to have the conversation. Uh, when is uh, the next book coming out? Do you have a date yet? Well, we're trying to get it out in the next couple of weeks because we're doing a CE5, which is Close Encounter of the Fifth Kind, where right. you actively are getting together to get a craft to come in. We did it two years ago in Pinebush. We had a cool. craft come in. There was 100 people that saw it, um, even a police officer. And we're going to try to do it again October 2nd in Pinebush. Um but the, hopefully we'll get the book out just before that. And uh, but you know you got to do it the right way, not the, the yep. fast way. And hopefully that'll be that. But you know if you want to listen to more paranormal stuff from us, not politics, inside the Goblin Universe on at Pondbeat and wherever podcasters are, you know. Go it. go figure inside the Goblin Universe, and you're inside yes. the Jackal said. There we go. We're inside. Go. That's all we know. <laughs> We're inside each other. Not in a weird way, by the way. Yes. Not not in an alphabet community type, but we're we're inside somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Brian, you're awesome, man. Thank you so much for uh, spending your time here with me and uh, the hour 
flew by too quick. Uh, definitely, uh, soon we'll have you back on because you're fascinating. I love uh, uh, not only talking politics, but I want to get into the UFO and uh, other oh, conspiracies. Definitely. So, oh, sure. we, you know, please uh, drop by again soon. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. It was uh, nice to be on uh, PSN, you know. You're a gentleman network. and a scholar, Sir Brian. Not really a scholar, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> have yourself a wonderful evening, my friend. You got it. You too. Take care, Bye. Man. There you go, folks. The great Brian M. Bowden, Sir Brian. I uh, got to let you go for the night. We have Kaiser's uh, Big Old Castle, Kaiser Talk Radio, coming up next. And, uh, folks, hope you enjoy what you heard. Stick around. This is PSN Radio signing off for the evening. I am the big head, the one and only, the jackal, Angel Espino. Stay safe, stay kung flu free, and remember, please, please do remember, wash your hands whenever you can. Cover your mouth when you go outside. If you're going to sneeze, don't do it on a child's head. It just doesn't look good. But make sure you stay safe, is what I'm trying to say. Stay safe and sound. And come back next week right here on Sunday night at 10 p.m. for more show. Again, angelespino.com if you want to get the podcast. Until next week, folks. Good night. <laughs>